Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Sharice Taylor, who is in Killers of the Flower Moon, a movie that's being released this weekend. There's been a lot of excitement around it, a lot of interest in the story, and we've got a Northeast connection. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, so some people may be familiar with you from your time growing up in the neighborhood, but for those who aren't, tell us how you're connected to Northeast. So I was born and raised in Northeast. I went to Holy Cross School um, for uh, elementary school. I attended Holy Cross Church. I was baptized, communion, and confirmed at that church. And um, I'm just, I'm very proud to have been from Northeast. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised. It wasn't just a transplant. I was born and raised there. And, you know, your family is very proud of you as well. I've gotten multiple calls from them saying, you've got to talk to her. She's so cool. <laughs> well, that's very exciting. So how did you get into acting? You know, did you start at Holy Cross or was it something you found later in life? I, I, I'm a late bloomer. I was always an athlete and an academic as a student. Um, and it wasn't until my mid-30s that I actually got into fitness competitions and with the fitness competitions came like photo shoots and those things. And the photo shoots turned into commercial modeling. And then I got an agent and I've gotten a lot of work through that. And then from there, I started getting um, acting opportunities. So, I mean, late bloomer, all of those things happened in my 30s. And then all the way up to a Martin Scorsese film. That's crazy. <laughs> that is quite the journey. And it seems like a variety of talents have led you there to that point. Yes. Yes. And obviously, I know you, you all who are listening can't see her, but she's in scrubs right now. So this is not your full time job. So <laughs> what is it that you do day to day? So I am I 15 years. I was actually an x-ray tech. Um, and that includes all imaging. You probably had some x-rays done before. I mean, that's a CT, that's MR. Ultrasound is included in that. And I worked in the hospital systems for a long time doing that. But I currently, I work for, um, I'm a medical device rep now. So I work for a company called Medtronic and I work solely in neurosurgery. And I um, deal with mapping out brain tumors and dealing with spine fusions. So I'm strictly in the OR now. And in fact, I, there's a case going on right now that I stepped out from in order to do this. <laughs> well, we really appreciate it. Um, how does that work with the acting? You know, do you take a leave of absence? How does that fit all? So, in, your in particular, with this situation, it was all very last minute, and I'm very fortunate that I'm on a team of people that were all about. Yes, we will fall in line, and you, you go, go do what you need to do, um, and 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 that's how that worked. So, I. I guess this can go into how, how did I get this, this role? And it was, again, the acting things. I ended up on a casting list, an email that I would get like daily emails for months. Um, if you fit the description for this role, submit. And I was submitting and submitting for months and I wasn't hearing anything back. And I was kind of, kind of sad about that. But then one day they asked for, we need um, individuals with some healthcare background. I'm like, that's me. <laughs> so I submitted and I got a, an email 10 minutes later asking if I could be in Oklahoma the next day. And I said, let me make some calls. But the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is last minute. So tell us about first, I guess, tell us about the movie for those who aren't familiar and then we can get into your role specifically. 
Sure. So the movie is actually a true story and it follows, um, it's set in night in the 1920s in um, North uh, East Oklahoma on the Osage reservation. Now, historically the Osage um, Native American tribe were placed there by the U S government because it was, it was dead land. They thought we'll just put them there, see if they make it. Well, all the while they were sitting on oil. And so they became very wealthy, very quickly. And the only way to be um, in on that wealth is if you were um, a tribesman or you married in. So because of that, um, you had the, the white man come into the area and they were <clears throat> marrying in to inherit these what they called um, head rights. And so this story in particular follows a woman and her four grown daughters who one by one are murdered down to the last remaining daughter, um, played by Lily, Lily Gladstone. <clears throat> and her husband is the, a white man, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he, DiCaprio's character uh, um, has an uncle who's played by Robert De Niro. And together they are masterminding an, an entire murderous ring, um, uh, murdering Osage, all the way down to his wife. And he was poisoning his wife. She was diabetic. And he was giving her this new drug called insulin that was supposed to help her with her diabetes. But he was also putting in, um, I'm not sure exactly what it was, um, another chemical agent that he was injecting in her and slowly killing her. And by the time they figure it out, um, she she does survive. I'm her nurse in the hospital. <laughs> so that's, that's, uh, that's my role. That's really cool. Um... And the fact that this story is finally getting the attention that I think it really deserves. You know, growing up in the Midwest, were you familiar with this history before you learned about the movie? No. Um, I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people, if you if you went out on the street and pulled anyone, was this taught to you in your fourth grade history class, sixth grade high school? No, the answer is no. The same with what's also come to light is the Tulsa massacre, which happened in the same time frame in the same state. Um, and that gets touched on in the film as well, um, that no one learned about that either. So curious, huh? It's really cool to see how, you know, Hollywood can work with these true stories and make them, you know, obviously probably dramatized, but get so much attention. And I know there's been the book out for a few years and so many conversations that that started, but film just takes it a whole nother level. Yes. And, and to have it land in Martin Scorsese's court is, is amazing. I mean, he has his, you know, followers that love his work. And so to have this um, issue be handled by someone with such a platform is that much more um, gives it that much more exposure. So you mentioned to me that you were going to a screening for the opening night. How was that? I went yesterday, and I tell you what, I was like this. <laughs> so just so you know, this film we filmed it two years ago, two years ago, and we thought it would come out this time last year. But um, what made it back to my ears is that Marty wanted to wait until theaters rebounded a bit more because he didn't want it to go straight to streaming. And so, um, and then there's the Oscar race. There's, I mean, there's some politics in that, you know, uh, there's a cutoff for when films have to be released in theaters before they can be considered um, for the for the uh, subsequent year's Oscars. So 
fall was what he wanted to do. But last fall, fall of 22, was just a little too early, he thought. So having filmed this stuff two years ago, we all had to wait for that long. (laughs) And I had to tell my friends and family, I swear I didn't lie. This really did happen. (laughs) I really was anticipation. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say to see it in the theater was very... I mean, my heart was pounding and I knew about when my scenes were coming, which I had to wait a while for, but it was really, really cool to see how it all came together because I saw what all went into my little parts, um, all of the production that went into achieving my little parts. And there's an entire three and a half hour movie, which I'll tell you, I did not look at my uh, phone for time once that it was, it was that engaging and the story moved that well so but it, it was nice to see it all come together and I just sat back and was like wow wow the people who do all the things wow <laughs> so last night was the first time you had seen it all together correct that's crazy two years yeah. of waiting two years of anticipation <laughs> well also keep in mind um I mean the two years would have still been two years but I might have been able to see it before but there SAG is on strike if you're familiar with that. And so I actually did this project on a voucher, but nonetheless, I mean, the other actors can't even promote it. There's been no red carpets for for the main talent. There have been two premieres. It premiered at Cannes this summer and I got a 10 minute standing ovation, but of course I didn't get to attend that. But there's not been a New York, LA, Chicago, there's London. They haven't been able to have those premieres. So how was it working with the cast and crew, you know, on location in Oklahoma? first word that comes to mind is surreal. I knew that when I originally got asked to be part of this project, I thought it was for one day. And I was happy to do that. Went all the way down to Oklahoma and I I thought it was a one and done and that was fine. Um, And on, but on that day I got to meet Martin Scorsese and he came into the room into the doorway that I was standing in. He's like, hi honey. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> You're Martin Scorsese. <laughs> and um, and then that one day turned into three more days and five scenes total because what he was doing, there were there were six of us dressed out as nurses. And what he was doing that I didn't know was that he was picking one, one nurse to do one-on-one scenes with his female lead. And I got picked. So that was very flattering to to learn that because when I got the call the following week, we want you back. I was like, what? For the same role? Wait, what's happening? Yeah. And so when I got back in hair and makeup, these little gals that do hair and makeup have done hair and makeup on film sets for 30 years. And uh, I sat back down and they're like, and there's Southern little bells. They're like, we heard about you. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're, they said, Marty liked you. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, he liked the way you walked. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay. So it was all, it was, it was surreal. It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shemekas Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at shemekasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shemekas, where customers become friends and friends become family. From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaberg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since 1974. Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri. And now back to the newscast. I have a great appreciation for what goes into production at this point, at that level. This was a $200 million project. And to see 
the cameras and the lighting and what they they filmed on location. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. This wasn't filmed in a back lot on a studio in a studio. It, it was filmed on location in Pahuska in Fairfax, Oklahoma, where everything occurred. So they were having to build sets. And a lot of the town um, is not the same as it was back in 1926. And so they had to create storefronts. Um, and my hospital scenes where I shot was actually a, a, a an abandoned, I think, warehouse or something, but how to walk in on set and how the whole building's abandoned <laughs> and to walk in and they've transformed this room and it looks like you stepped into 1926. I'm like, this is cool. This is cool. It was also very hot. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, those Oklahoma summers. <laughs> August in Oklahoma in full vintage. Yes, vintage. The only thing that wasn't vintage that I wore were my stockings. But everything else that I wore was vintage. Very hot. <laughs> wow. I actually, um, I have some family down in Southern Kansas and they went down there during filming to see what they could see. And so I've been hearing about it for, you know, two years. Oh, <laughs> there were, absolutely. There were crowds of people. We had barricades like, and they would bus us and, you know, they had what was called tent city where costumes and everything were, and they would bus you to your different locations and busing us from tent city over to our location. You, there were people lining the streets. And when we got off our bus, it's almost like the, I mean, there was paparazzi as felt like, like, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I have no, I'm a small role. Like, <laughs> so yes, I got a little taste of that too. That was, that was wild. So how does this project compare to other roles you've worked in? I mean, this one, I, it was Martin Scorsese. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's Robert De Niro. I mean, right, these are legends. Um, again, I go back to the word surreal, but pragmatically, I think about the level of production that went into making this film. And I just left with an appreciation um, for people who make film, um, people who write scripts, the gentleman who wrote the book, David Grant, who wrote the book, um, hair and makeup gals, uh, costumes, wardrobe. It's, it, it is a, it's a true collaboration and, and it's a well-orchestrated event to pull off making a film. And I left with an appreciation for that. So how it compares to everything else that I've done. I've, I've, I mean, I've done commercials for TV. I've done print ads. Those are great fun projects, but this again, surreal just surreal. And I hope to be able to do it again. So, you know, the film is out in theaters this weekend. I'm actually going to see it on Saturday. I'm very excited. <laughs> but um, if there's one thing that you hope people take away from the, the experience, I know it's a long film, but you said it's very engaging. What do you hope they take away from it? That there's humanity. The story is about humanity that that genocide is really what it was. We need to think about that as human beings, that we it can't just be about taking from our brothers and our sisters, that it's gotta be about how do we collaborate as humans together to create a better existence. And this story unfortunately focuses on greed and you know a group of people being greedy and taking from another group of people um, all the way to the grave. Literally, you'll see, you'll see parts of that in the film. Um, but that we need to step back as, as 
as humans and, and question, okay, what, is this right? Should we be doing this? Um, that I hope that people who see this are impacted and want to take care of their neighbors better. So are you still um, in and around Kansas City <laughs> these days? Yes. That's yes, great. I am. Do you ever make it back to the old neighborhood? <laughs> I, I do. Um, I still have lots of friends and family over there. And especially when um, my some of my siblings have moved out of town, but when they come back to, back in town, their kids who don't know where we grew up, we always take them through the old neighborhood and that's where we were and that's where we went to school and that's where we went to church. <laughs> that's great. It's so cool to see, you know, the local connection to this story and something that's been going to have such a big impact on the country, probably beyond that as well. Um, and I'm sitting right down the street from Holy Cross right now and it's fun oh, to yay. think. You were once Are you on St. John? Uh, yeah, St. John and Chelsea. Is it is it still the same build, the same storefront under where it was, Chelsea? I'm trying to picture that. I, oh, I used to my walk house. home. <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to walk home from Holy Cross up St. John to Jackson. Okay, I lived on Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> so we would have been neighbors. Yes. Um, but it's fun to think, you know, somebody who used to walk the hallways at Holy Cross is now, you know, walking the hallways of a hospital, doing a very important job, and also meeting celebrities and taking part in that story and helping us all learn more about not only the history, but the way things that we, the way we can treat things in the future to hopefully prevent, you know, other tragedies like this. Well, I mean, I think humanity, uh, the the human race still has a lot to learn. I mean, even as today, if you turn on the TV, a similar thing is happening on in another part of the world right now. Um, but this history here in America specifically has been omitted and it needs to be revisited And because the only way to learn about where your future is going to go is to learn about where, where you've been in the past and that, that's part of it. So this story is, is part, of, part of that process, reflecting on the past. And is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience? Um, just that from an individual standpoint, aside from the very important story and aside from the Hollywood part of it, it's just that I am someone who told myself, yeah, I can, I can do that. Why not? Why not? And that, that why not and the drive and the willingness to stick my neck out there for opportunities landed me in front of Martin Scorsese. And yes, he's, he's just another human being, but He's a really cool human being. And um, it landed me in a project that 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 I have a lot of emotion for. Um, and whether it's this project or other projects, being able to tell stories in front of a camera and be a character is something that I didn't know as a youngster that I wanted to do. But the more I realize that those opportunities, those opportunities are there and that I'm I'm pretty decent at it. Um, I, I, sky's the limit. <laughs> That's exciting to hear that it's something you're going to continue to pursue. Oh yeah, I've got a couple projects in post production now. I work with there's a there's some independent filmmakers in Kansas City that um, do a lot of community work and do a lot of um, uh, 
independent films based on, you know, everything geared towards, you know, race, you know, and um, education and youth. And so I've, I've done a lot of projects with them and I have a few in post-production now. Well, that's great. You're going to have to keep us up to date on those as well. I will. I will. <laughs> um, all right. Anything I'm missing? Anything you think I should have asked you? It's my favorite question to ask. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm long-winded, as you can tell. Um, I'm trying to think what all I've covered. Uh, just that, you know, the, in, with if anyone thinks that, oh, I've never acted, I never did plays, uh, I, I've never taken lessons. I'm not, I wouldn't be any good at that. You'd be surprised. There's all kinds of casting um, sites online where you can just get involved. And and if you have a, a ring stand camera, uh, a light ring stand and a phone and you something you can record yourself, you can submit for parts. And you'd be surprised with even uh, all the streaming platforms. There are so much content, maybe not at the moment because of the strike, but there is so much content that they need talent for. You never know. There's something out there for everybody. So I the acting, so cool. you didn't consider it. It's probably, it's, it's probably an opportunity. <laughs> I think it's so cool that your medical background is what um, initially flagged you for this role. Like that's right. your real life experience that got pulled into this. And, and even on set, um, they, I, I, I even found myself consulting that they came to me okay so there's there's Martin Scorsese the main director and he has an AD an assistant director and they were coming to me in between takes like Sharice what do we do here and what do we do here and I'm like well in 1926 it was probably more like first aid I don't have a telemetry <laughs> box I don't, but I but they they use me for consulting as well so that was that was really cool so yeah that is cool and you know it, that it's the little details like that because I'm sure you watch medical shows and you're like, what the hell are they doing? Like, they don't, there's not actual nurses. In oh, room. they don't there's have the actual... x-rays hung backwards. And I'm just like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> that's, well, that's not great the way that you we pronounce know, that. You know, a real medical professional was consulted for, you know, mm -hmm. pieces of that movie. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, I really appreciate you giving your time today. I know you're busy at work and everything. So we really um, are glad we got to talk to you. Oh, I'm happy you reached out. Hey. <laughs> bye bye. bye.